When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered cold-filtered, and cold-packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast is brought to you by Triple Threat Sports, Marishka's in Crest Hill, Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe, and by Rabbit Brewing in Homewood, Illinois. Here are your hosts, NBC Chicago's James Naveau and 670 The Scores hockey guy, Jay Zawoski. Let's drop the puck. Welcome into the latest off-season edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. My name is James Naveau from NBC5 Chicago. And with me, as always, is the Homewood hottie, the St. Lawrence <laughs> superstar, what? Jay Zawoski of 670 The Score. Jay, I decided I wanted to change it up a little bit <laughs> yeah, and just sure to did. completely <laughs> throw some adjectives out there that you weren't expecting. I was definitely not expecting any of those adjectives, but I appreciate them and they are accurate. <laughs> Good to know, buddy. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. I feel like, uh, well, we saw each other not long ago. We went to B-dubs, as you do when in Bourbon A. Um, not just the B-dubs, the best B-dubs well, in the United States, according to me. Jay Zawoski of no less of an authority than the I'm Fat podcast. Right. I am an authority on such things, and that is the best B-dubs on the planet. And it delivered once again, as it always does when I'm in Bourbon A. So, and we had a very friendly and uh, kind of sarcastic waitress who I enjoyed very much. So Absolutely a, perfect for us. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Anyway, it's August 13th. Um, there's not a whole lot going on. However, we actually have some stuff to talk about today. The Black Would you Hawks, be talking about the Blackhawks making a signing today? They did make a signing. No, don't hold on to your hats if you haven't heard the news. Philip Holm. <laughs> <laughs> has signed a one-year two-way contract that runs through next season, obviously. Uh, two-way deal, $700,000 on the NHL level, 300000 on the AHL level. Um, spent time in the KHL uh, last season. 
Uh, he was part of the Canucks. He played for Utica a couple years ago. This is just strictly strictly a depth signing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's a, a defenseman who is. Um, I talked to a scout today, and he said a skilled defenseman, not high end, but handles the puck and shoots the puck well. Good size, but not physical. A depth recall option. So it's another guy who you'd kind of have in a system, and if things go to hell defensively, uh, you've got Philip Holm on your list of call-ups along with Carl Dahlstrom and and those sorts of dudes. Um, so, I don't know. It's not super exciting, but it's a guy with some uh, NHL uh, time. He played on uh, the Golden Knights and the Canucks, uh, actually played with the Wolves uh, for a little while, so... I guess you can never have too much help, and I wouldn't read too much into this one, but it's a guy, another guy to keep an eye on uh, during the preseason. I, I wouldn't call him a prospect. Uh, he's 27 years old, um, but again, another sort of a depth signing. So why not? I guess sure. is the answer. Yeah, why not? Right? Yeah, I mean, look, like he spent most of last season in uh, Russia or in the KHL, excuse me, playing for. Let me see if I can say this name. <laughs> Torpedo Nishni Novgorod, I think is what it is. Yes. But like, anyway, Torpedo. What an awesome name for a team. He had uh, seven goals, 19 assists last season in the KHL. As you alluded to, does have some experience in the North American game. Uh, played 63 games in the AHL in a split duty for the Utica Comets and the Chicago Wolves. Had uh, 29 points in Utica and had nine with the Wolves. He's definitely more of a scoring defenseman, it seems like, than a guy who's going to like be a defensive stalwart on the back end. And obviously, if you're going to be that type of guy in the NHL, you're going to need to put up some serious numbers. And who knows if he'll ever be able to really do that. But like you said, just a good insurance policy. Like You can't complain about that. No, it never hurts to have options. And I think if we get to the point where Philip Holm is playing major minutes for the Blackhawks this year. The pro- season's Something probably lost horribly yeah. wrong. <laughs> right. The season's probably lost anyway, so I'm not sure it matters. But uh, my favorite thing about anytime the Blackhawks announce a signing, they give you the phonetic spelling of the name. And I think Philip Holm is pretty, you know, self-explanatory when you see it, but they have parentheses Phil Ip home <laughs> it almost makes it more complicated than the actual whole home so what? it's f-i-h-l dash i-h-p philip the last name is h-o-h-l-m home <laughs> without looking jay does he have one l or two l's in philip one Okay, yeah, that is correct. What's your Did take he... on Phillips? Should Phillips be one l or two if it's uh Phillips should definitely be two what about, like well, I, I think it's for first names, it's one, for last names, it's two. Like, if your name was Philip Phillips, who is someone famous, right? Uh, yes. I, American Idol, maybe? Uh, that's a that's as good a oh, guess as any. I know what it is. I don't care. That's the answer. Um, <laughs> but like, You know, I don't trust guys who have a uh, last name that's actually a first name. So, Duncan Keith, you're on notice. Okay. Well, Duncan... I guess you're technically right. Anyway, I always get a kick out of those in the press releases, the phonetic spellings. And sometimes you definitely need them. I don't think Philip Holm is one that we needed it for. But anyway. Where's my pronunciation guide for his KHL team? That's what I want to know. You're right, though. KHL teams uh, have great names. There's Locomotive, um, Dynamo. They have such cool names down there. 
Um, and meanwhile, in America, we have the Vegas Golden Knights. And their cheese ball pregame ceremony. The Minnesota Wild. What kind of stupid name is that? And what a terrible logo. You know what? I just offended Minnesota people twice. Do you know what took me, like, until maybe two years ago to realize that that was a bear on the Wild logo? I just assumed it was some sort of cat. Like, well, why do they have like a cougar? I, I don't get it. But I guess why would they have a cat? The natural predators already have a cat. I don't know. They're called the wild. Am I supposed to give them the benefit of the doubt on stuff? Well, no, of course not. <laughs> like, let's not get crazy here. Right. By the way, this is a nice change of pace. We usually are uh, dumping on the Blues, but since they uh, are the defending Stanley Cup champions and all, apparently we found a new punching bag, and I personally am okay with that. Well, they deserve it. How about the uh, firing of the GM? That, oh <laughs> As my the kids God. say, LOL. That story, I'm not going to, I don't think anyone here truly cares um, about the Minnesota Wilds. So we're not going to waste your time talking about it. But let me tell you, you've got to find the story about uh, the, the Wild firing their GM. It is absolutely comical how ridiculous the whole thing went. It's just after one season, they fired Paul Fenton. And it's this long story about how, um, like, he was a horrible manager. Everyone hated being around him. It was pretty amazing. You've got to check it out. Um, The story's out there, every sort of Minnesota publication you can find. But it it is hilarious. And it's always fun to laugh at the expense of other teams. I I I definitely appreciated the fact the Wild fired the guy who gave Ryan Suter a 13-year, $98 million contract. You think that was a bad idea? that wasn't him. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, remember how mad Hawks fans were when Zach Parisi and Ryan Suter didn't sign here? No. I do. (laughs) It was like those two were bust, and I'm like, Okay, so that did that anger seriously though? Like, didn't it last for like I don't know, like five or six minutes? Yeah, because the until Hawks... they realized thirteen flipping years—that's a long time. That's Ugh. a really long time, and they're both really nice players. But yeah, that, nice they... doesn't get you thirteen years. That's yeah. insane. They haven't won much since those deals were signed, have they? Nor will they in the future. I keep saying the Wild are going to finish in last in the division, and I stand by that. Interesting. I like that. I like that prediction. I'm a fan of it. I like that this is like a relaxed fit episode, by the way. We're just kind of shooting the breeze, talking Well, what crap. else are we supposed to do in August? There's not a whole lot to do. There's there's truly not. I can give you an update on Brendan Perlini and that there is no update. Mm. Ask the source today, like, so uh, we think Perlini's going to be back? I got a maybe with a question mark. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, like I really don't know what to make of it. I, you know, I know there a lot of these restricted free agents are held up here. And I don't know, like, is Mitch Marner the piece that's going to, like, make all these guys sign? I can't imagine that his RFA status is affecting Perlini types. Do you really? Yeah. Do you really think that's the domino that's going to get the rest to fall? Like, I I have to think that's kind of a unique circumstance. Like, I don't think that's what's holding up the market. That's like trying to argue that Bryce Harper held up the entire free agent market last year in baseball. Right. Even though... It kind of did. It shouldn't have is what I was trying right to about that. emphasize. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you're you're right. It shouldn't. The um, top tier guy should not hold up the entire market. Right. I, I think you know that. Okay. Like <laughs> the Perlini and Marner thing is pretty funny. Like, well, you know, Marner is going to get this. So, okay. Now we can give Brendan Perlini 1.2. Well, I mean, how many draft picks is a uh, 
offer sheet going to get for Brendan Perlini? I mean, we if that's the case, we have to be honest here. Like, how is it three first round picks? Like, what is it? I, I don't know, uh, but it's not going to happen. And also, I would <laughs> like to point out that the Blackhawks seemingly love to sabotage themselves on the offer sheet front because they deliberately always trade away. Trade away. I can't speak English. It's really horrible. It's August. You know, these things happen. Anyway. They like to sabotage themselves because they give away their third round picks all the time and prevent themselves from uh, giving compensation on offer sheets. That's a good point. Good point by you. And they just did it again. They traded for Andrew Shaw and gave away a third round pick. I, I don't know. I'm not, I can't get mad about it, though, because I think Shaw's going to be good, and he fills a need. Well, no, of course. I'm just saying. I think it's funny. Like, they gave a third-round pick in the Marion Hosa trade. Yeah. They did a third-round pick again in the Andrew Shaw trade. It's like they don't – they are like, don't ask us about offer sheets, and we're so emphatic about this, we're giving away our third-round pick. Uh, you can't matter. ask us anymore, suckers. Bowman sucks at drafting anyway, my friend. We all know this. <sighs> Can we not like, is that, is that, can that be like excluded from relaxed fit Tuesday? Is that like something we can do? Yes, absolutely. We can, we can not do that. Uh, one thing I want to mention too, um, we're going to get to the NHL networks, top 20, uh, centers and wings. They have yet to reveal their defensemen and goalies. So we're going to get to that. Uh, we'll spend some time. We'll stretch the legs on that one. But I want to mention too, Robin Leonard, uh, sent out the images of his, a uh, new mask today and on so it's a red mask with some uh it's hard to tell because it's a side angle but it looks like a de- demonic goalie mask skull mm-hmm. and uh it says hashtag same here and robin leonard says same here is an expression which means i face challenges in life too those challenges have affected my mental health it's a sign that we all i'm sorry it's a sign that we hope will unite the world to once and for all normalize how universal this topic is. So very cool. I, you know, ever since, I mean, even since before he arrived here, um, but I paid more attention to it since he's arrived here. That dude is so comfortable talking about mental health. It's mm-hmm. those kind of people that are going to help end the stigma. Like you look at Robin Leonard, nothing soft about that guy. He is a big dude. He's an intimidating dude. He's a prime athlete. And for a guy like that to come out and openly talk about this mental health stuff, that's those are the sort of guys that are going to make an impact on the stigma. I, I, I really think so. And he has been so candid since joining this team. And obviously before that, the article he wrote for The Athletic outlining the entire struggle he had with addiction. Incredible, and, by the way, if yes. you've never read it. It, it you have, if you're a Blackhawks fan, you have to read that. You have to read it. We'll tweet it uh, after we post the show tonight. So it'll be on the Madhouse Pod Twitter account. If you've not read it already, it should be, you have to. It should be required reading for really anybody, especially any man. Because I think a lot of the times, and we're not going to spend a ton of time on this, but I think the stigma is there, especially for men. I actually appeared on. Uh, the Chicago Psychology Podcast, which my friend Kyle hosts. And he said, you know, you started therapy like two years ago. I'd like you to come on and, and talk about it a little bit. And I said, okay, sure. I didn't really know where it was going to go. Um, but just talking about it made me feel better. And I th- kind of came out of it feeling like if one guy hears this and says, you know what, I'm going to go, I'm going to get a therapist and I'm going to get help, then I think it's worth it. Look at like Robin Leonard's platform is enormous. And for him to really... Uh, commit to spreading that message. Like I, we've heard interviews with him 
Uh, I, we, I told you I heard him on Charlie Romeliotis and Pat Boyle's podcast, and we had him on with Dan Bernstein and Connor McKnight on the score. And when they ask him about hockey stuff, the answers are kind of short. They're kind of, I don't want to say cliche, but they're brief. He's not super interested in talking about mundane hockey stuff. But as soon as the topic switches to mental health, he becomes a different guy. You can tell he's passionate about it. So this mask is just another way that he's sort of spreading that message uh, of trying to end the stigma. And it's great. I think it's a wonderful thing. And I, I don't know how anyone could think otherwise, frankly. Yeah. And it's it's kind of funny. Like, I love the fact that, like, we've kind of had this, like, positive, like, topper put on what was kind of a goofy week for Robin Leonard when he got his uh, <laughs> Masterton trophy yes. for overcoming alcoholism and bipolar disorder. And they said that he played for the Rangers and not the Islanders. That was awesome. Whoopsie. I love the because uh, it's one of my favorite uh, social media accounts. You had one job where it just shows people like so it's like yep. bananas two ninety nine. It's like clearly grapes on the package. Uh, and that, that was Robin Leonard's response to getting his uh, his Masterton trophy. It's had one job. You had one job. Well, and by the way, um, I did make a trophy engraving. Uh, Wait, that was his Jennings my- trophy. I'm sorry. It was a Jennings trophy that had the wrong. Team I thought on it. it was his Masterton. Oh, no, you're right. It was the Masterton. It was the Masterton. I thought it was the Jennings, too. And then I looked again and, you know, reading comprehension, really important if you're a digital content producer, by the way. Reading I did see that it was the Masterton. So fortunately, I caught that error before I uh, published it. Good job. But I did I did uh, compare it to another notable uh, trophy engraving error. Can you guess which one I picked? There was a hawk. Yes. In 2010 that had this name spelled wrong. He sure did. Was it? I want to say it was Andrew Ladd, but that doesn't make sense. It is not Andrew Ladd. The the gentleman in question is actually back in the Blackhawks organization now. Over Stieg? Vert Stieg. Vert that, Stieg. Or Vert Stieg, that is. Yes, he <laughs> had his name uh, engraved incorrectly on the Stanley Cup, joining a long list of folks who have had it uh, engraved wrong. That's very exciting. Well, can- <laughs> I just thought it was funny. No, I was you're like, right. oh, I remember that. And, you know, you just kind of throw that kind of stuff in there. It's fun to reminisce about the good old days when the Blackhawks um, had. I'll take they could spell everybody's name wrong if they just win one more or two. I more. do need to ask you a question about Stanley Cup engravings, though, before we move on to other things. And yeah. I promise you this will not be a long digression. Who's the person that had their name X'd out on the cup? Wasn't it like somebody who wasn't supposed to be on there or something weird like that happened? Or was, it, or was someone like shamed? I don't remember. I, th- I thought it was like the the owner of the team put like his like daughter's name on the cup or something. The NHL was like, uh, no. I don't remember that. We're going to look it up and we'll tell you after the break. But like I remember there is a name on the NHL Stanley Cup that is completely X'd out. I remember that too. And I, I can't remember. I think you're right though. I think it was like someone that didn't belong or oh, something like that. I don't know. We'll find it in the break. This would have been good to look up before the show. Well, it's, it's again, something that came up because <laughs> we're know. having relaxed fit Tuesday. I just like to bust your chaps. Bust me chips. Bust your chaps. All right. Before we let's, let's do this. Why don't we talk about the, the lists that are out already and then next segment, we'll speculate about who could possibly be on there from the Blackhawks for the next two. How does that sound? Yeah, that's a great idea, my friend. All right. So the first list that the NHL Network released was their list of top 20 centers. And I guess I should just go through them quickly so people know what we're referencing. 
Uh, this is number one through 20. Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby, Nathan, McKinnick, Nathan McKinnon, Alexander Barkov, John Tavares, Austin Matthews, Patrice Bergeron, Steven Samkos, Mark Shifley, Braden Point. That's your top 10. Then mm-hmm. it's number 11, Tyler Sagan, Ryan O'Reilly, Evgeny Malkin, Sebastian Ajo, Jack Eichel, Evgeny Kuznetsov, Logan Couture, Nicholas Backstrom, Sean Monahan, and Elias Pettersson. I feel like there's a name that you didn't mention that uh, Blackhawk fans might not be thrilled you didn't mention. Well, you're right. And so here's the problem with, with these lists. And they don't do a good job of defining what they are saying. Are they Well, saying, of course they don't. It's right. designed to stir up controversy. Exactly. So I'm not going to get too fired up about it because I think intentionally maybe leaving off one of the biggest names in hockey, one of the most accomplished players in the league. One of the top 100 players in NHL history, I'll have you know. Yes, that could absolutely have been done to stir to stir up controversy. But if it's right now, and looking at the NHL Network account as they're teasing the list of defensemen, it does say right now, Jonathan Taves is coming off a career offensive year, a resurgent offensive year, he was on a horrible defensive team and finished with a plus two rating. If you still value that, I don't know if you do. He won 56% of his faceoffs. To tell me he's not better than Tyler Sagan is nuts. And Tyler Sagan's number 11. Ryan O'Reilly had a great year. A great year. He won a Stanley Cup. There's no doubt about it. But you wouldn't take Jonathan Taves over Ryan O'Reilly right now? You've got game seven. A minute to go, third period, you're taking Ryan O'Reilly over Jonathan Taves? No chance. There's no chance. I mean, so, I don't so know. So those are the two guys that you would potentially put Taves over on this list. Well, look, if we're going by just points, he had more points than five people on this list. Okay. So if you want to go that way, Evgeny Kuznetsov, he's a nice player. He's no Jonathan Yeah, Taves. that was a weird addition to me. Come on, Nicholas Backstrom? Good playmaking that's center. A, that's a reputation thing, but, I think. But how does he... How, so that's my question. How does Nicholas Backstrom get on this list out of reputation and not Jonathan Taves? At least they spelled Nicholas correctly. They did. N-I-C-K-L-A-S. As opposed to the goaltender who had no C. Right. I, I don't know. I And I think you're right. I think these things are done to generate conversation. But if the argument is right now... I'm assuming we're basing that off last season. It's the latest bit of evidence we have. Yeah. And you're not going to look at the previous two or three years where he had down years. He absolutely belongs on that list. Am I like out of my mind or. I honestly like to me, I feel like the bottom probably seven guys on that list, I would say are fairly interchangeable. And I would argue Jack Eichel at 15 is too low. That, there's definitely an argument there. I would also argue that Austin Matthews at six is too low. Okay. I would have him above Barkoff and Tavares. Sorry, Tavares, whatever. No, I, I think you're probably right. I think you're right. I, I, I mean, Tavares has long, and I'm not, I'm not trying to say that Tavares is not great. But no, he's, of he's, course not. He's long been a guy whose reputation might be a little higher than his actual achievements. Mm, and you can now pro- you're getting into territory that I can agree with. Now listen, you could probably say the same about Jonathan Taves. Hell yeah, you if can. If you just take the player and put him on replacement level team, 
He's not going to stand out as much as some others would. I can if he wasn't that. in Toronto, people, it'd be Mike Trout syndrome. They just wouldn't be talking about him. Right. But but back to my point on O'Reilly, if, you're, if your issue is, well, you know, Jonathan Taves had one bounce back year after a bunch of subpar years, Ryan O'Reilly, before this year where he had 77 points, still fewer than Taves, by the way, he had 61, 55, 60, 55. So he's another guy who was not putting up huge numbers until this year. And was never the defensive center that Jonathan Taves is. Well, and that's my thing with Sagan. You're gonna put you're gonna put Tyler Sagan at eleven based purely on offense, right? But Taves had a better year offensively than he did. Which is insane because Tyler Sagan, like you said, if you're not scoring like eighty to ninety points at least he had why the hell are you the number eleven center in the NHL? Sagan had eighty points, Taves had eighty one. So it's right there. But you're telling me when you're if you're looking at statistics alone that you're not giving Taves the tiebreaker based on faceoffs and defense and all the things that he does well. And if you're still struggling after all that, then maybe you look back on three cups, Conn yep. Smythe, mm-hmm. Selkie, and all the things that he's accomplished before that. Maybe you use the past history as a tiebreaker. Still only 32 years old, too. He's still got some gas left in the tank, too. Yeah, and Sagan's 27. So, okay, so maybe it's maybe the list is going forward. Maybe that's how they're looking at it, right? Well, that's interesting, because then that brings me to the list of wingers, the top 20 wingers in the NHL. I'll do 1 through 10, then 11 through 20. Number one, Nikita Kucherov. Num- okay, fine. I go with that. Great. Number two, Patrick Kane. Number three, Alex Ovechkin. Number four, Brad Marchand. Number five, Mitch Marner. Oh, look, a Toronto guy is in the top five. Color me shocked. Can you believe it? Number six, Leon Dreisaitl. Number seven, Johnny Gaudreau. Number eight, Artemi Panarin. Number nine, Miko Rantanen. After one year, Mm -hmm. Miko Rantanen, already number nine. Right. Number 10, David Pasternak. I can go with that. Number 11, Blake Wheeler. Number 12, (laughs) Blake Wheeler. Yeah, you know, context. (laughs) Number 12, Claude Giroux. Number 13, Mark Stone. Number 14, Vladimir Tarasenko. 15, Taylor Hall. 16, Jonathan Uberdeau. 17, Matthew Kachuk. I'm loading up for it. I can't wait for you to get to the last one. I cannot wait. (laughs) 18, Gabriel Landeskog. 19, Patrick Laine. Criminal, by the way, that he's number 19. That's I agree with that. Number 20, Phil Kessel. (laughs) You're telling me. And I, I am, just snorted into the microphone. I love the fact that you had to say that name. I am a Phil Kessel fan. Me I en- too. I enjoy the whole thing. I like the fact that he's a fat guy like me and he loves hot dogs. I like that he's apathetic. I loved going through his home on that Realty website where he has oh like Oh my god, weird- the single chair booby. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The spank station if you will. The uh he's got the statues in like Olympic garb. Yep. Great. I don't hate <laughs> Phil Kessel like apparently every GM that's ever had him on his, their team has, by the way. If we're talking about going forward, which is apparently what they did with the list of centers, how the F is Alex DeBrincat not on this list? He's 21 know, years old. He scored 41 goals last year. That is good for third in the National Hockey League in goals. Behind who? Alex Ovechkin, and Patrick Kane. That's it. So you're telling me that right now you'd rather have Phil Kessel than Alex Dabrinkit? Come on. 
this crap is silly, man. And I'm telling you, he is you, number twenty on the list, though. So like, basically, he just about isn't there. Okay, maybe that's the, how they would argue. Fine, it. Mark Stone, another guy who I think is vastly overrated, insanely overrated, and his contract proves it. I mean, the rest, fine. Cludgeru. Okay, he's got the history, I suppose. So you give him an edge there. Oh wait, wait, wait! History doesn't matter because Jonathan Taves isn't on the that's list. That's the thing. Does it matter or not? And that's what I can't figure out with these lists. I would love to know how these things are made. It's to... Marner number five. Come on. I... Look, he's a really good player. Yeah, he is. There's no doubt about it. Is he the fifth best winger in the NHL, though? Well, would you rather have him or Johnny Gaudreau? I'd rather have Johnny Gaudreau. I agree. I think Leon Draisaitl at six is a little high too. Yeah, he he. Yeah, that's high. Would you rather have Panarin or Draisaitl? Panarin. Yeah, I mean, there, there, there's a lot of things. That are how about the the uh, last year's MVP Taylor Hall is 15 now? It's just it's nonsensical, and and these things are. I, I'm sure they're made. To like we said, to rile up people like you and I, and, and boy howdy, it apparently worked. I, know, I feel just, a little bit more irritated than I thought I would reading this but it's, thing. Have some credibility here, or have some transparency. Like here's the here's the here is the methodology we use in choosing these names, right? Because you can't have neither Taves nor Debrinket. It's either got to be one or the other. I cannot both. believe that Alex DeBrincat is not on this list. It's crazy. He scored 41 goals as a 21-year-old. He is a top 20 winger in the NHL, and if you don't think he is, then you're just wrong. I don't know. It's crazy. And, you know, it's great that Patrick Kane's number two, and that's probably correct. But I... You think he's better than Ovechkin? Uh, no, I would probably flip Ovechkin and Kucherov and leave Kane number two. You'd have Kucherov at number three. Yeah, I know Kucherov had huge offensive numbers. He did. Yeah, but if you again, this is the put him on a replacement level team thing. Right. I don't know if Kucherov can be the best player on a champion. I guarantee you that Patrick Kane can be the best player on a champion, and he's done I can three guarantee times. you he can single handedly carry his team too. Yes. So I would he's give, done both. I would still give Ovechkin number one, just based on the total package of physicality, skill, goal scoring ability, all that stuff. But Kane is two and Kucherov's three to me. But I'm not going to die on that hill. But I'm not going to die on any hill with an NHL Network <laughs> top list. Probably, probably a good point. But you can't have neither. Like, if you want to tell me, like, well, you know, we're really looking at it, you know, for the next five years. Okay, fine. I probably don't want any part of Jonathan Taves three years from now. I get that. I get it. Was contract valued into this? Maybe that could be part of it. But then how is Mark Stone on here? Right, there's so many I don't know. I, I just it's frustrating because you come out with these things, it's the basis of your summer. It's what you're driving your programming around, and it's so out of whack. It's like spend the time on it or tell us why. And again, they've accomplished their task. We've been talking about it now for ten minutes and we're fired up and I did a video for six seventy the score today about it. And they're getting their coverage and attention, and they probably knew by leaving Chicago off that they're going to get the most attention for doing that. It worked, but it just it's just a bad look. It's just one of those two has to be on one list or the other. That's it. There, there's no way to argue 
that neither guy belongs. No, like whatever argument you're going to make, I can counter with. Okay, if that's the case, then Debrinket should be there, or Taves should be there. If it's right now, Taves should be there. If it's looking ahead, Debrinket could be there. I think they should both be there anyway. I. <laughs> I, I go back to what I was saying before. We got more worked up than I had anticipated getting worked up. Well, if you want to get worked up. You I want to work up an appetite, Jay, is what I want to <laughs> I do. Think, or, I, yeah. Oh, you you're, you want to get worked up for a good deal on a jersey. Uh, well, can, a little bit I, of I can both. never read you, man. Well, let's see. You know, if you want to get if you want to get it worked up, about, if you want to go show your loyalty to Alex DeBrinkett or Jonathan Taves because you're pissed off about this list. Get in touch with our guys at Triple Threat Sports, 708-478-6090. They will hook you up. You will look just like the players do on the ice, just a little bit fatter, older, and more out of shape. But that's okay. No judgment from James or I. But if you don't want an NHL jersey, let's say you know softball season starting to roll around. We're getting to basketball season, rec league stuff. Your team needs T-shirts. Your team needs jerseys. Call Triple Threat. They will hook you up, triplethreatsports.com, or email chris at triplethreatsports.com. Dot com triple threat sports if you can wear it they can make it if you're not in the mood for clothing and you want to get yourself all lathered up and garlic butter and onion ring batter and craft beer first of all you're going to be delicious that's yeah that's for damn sure mm-hmm. second of all you're going to go to marishka's and you're going to love it 604 theodore street in crest hill got a notification on our twitter tonight Scott Chandler on Twitter says, eating at Marishka's because Madhouse Pod told me to. We got that notification tonight. So I actually our... went to high school with Scott Chandler. Oh, nice. Not well, even kidding. Well, there you go. Uh, go out go out like Scott did tonight. Go out and try the poor boy. Try the burgers. Try the chops. Try the seafood. Try the craft beer. Everything at Marishka's is fantastic. We've got to get out there again soon, James. We gotta get, i got to go see Joe. I miss Joe. I need to hold him. I need to touch him in a friendly way. You know, not like. Yeah, well, yeah, you don't sound like it's going to be just friendly, oh, man. It'll be friendly. It'll be the friendliest damn thing you've ever seen. Hey, look at the time. I think I'm going to go. <laughs> okay, fine. Anyway, so get the mountain of onion rings. Get the poor boy. Uh, they got a chicken poor boy. They got a beef poor boy. If, so if you're, if you're not a beef eater for some reason, like my wife, you've got options. Everyone you bring to Mercedes will love it. My wife. Uh, so check them out, 604 Theater Street, family-owned and operated since 1933, com or facebook.com slash marishkas. They are closed only on Christmas, Easter, the 4th of July, and Thanksgiving. So we're going to take a little bit break, and then we'll look ahead to the snubs that will be coming on the goaltender and defenseman lists of the NHL Network's Top 20. You're listening to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Welcome back into the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. We are brought to you by our friends at Rabbit Brewing in Homewood, Illinois. I was just at Rabbit last week trying the Hex, the Blackberry Apricot. Oh, my God. Just insane. I, I, th- I think every time I go there, I find my new favorite. <laughs> and, and, and it's like, well, that, I'll, I'll never. That's going to be my beer forever. And they're like, no, try this one. We think you'll like it. Okay, fine. I really want the one I love, the Hemogoblin. That's my favorite. No, no, no. Try this. You'll like it. Hexed. Oh, that's my new favorite. That's it. That's my new favorite one. So uh, go to Rabbit. You'll be impressed. I had a couple craft beer uh, friends of ours that live out of town come to Hope's 40th surprise party we had on Saturday. It's her best friend and her husband are big craft beer enthusiasts. They stopped at Rabbit before and were totally impressed. 
they almost didn't make the surprise because they were so enamored with what they were tasting at Rabbit. So go there. It's in Homewood. It's on Brett's Drive, right behind the Home Depot on Halstead. You can't, well, you can miss it because it's kind of hidden. But, you know, <laughs> GPS. Come on. Rabbit Brewing, Homewood, Illinois. Boom. Go drive there with GPS. Plenty of parking. Great place. Uh, sometimes the maze barbecue truck is outside. Oh, my God. Maze is amazing, too. So go visit our friends, rabbitbrewing.com. Uh, check them out in Homewood. The time has come for you to drink mythological level craft ales. Visit the Southland legend, Rabbit Brewing in Homewood, Illinois. James, before we ranted about the top 20 lists, we have uh, some some housework to do, some cleaning up to do mm-hmm. about some Stanley Cup facts. So I'm going to let you handle that. Once, yeah, once again, you and I uh, showed our uh, horrible lack of knowledge about anything, apparently. That's, we, the, we're that's going the slogan over... of the show, by the way. A horrible <laughs> lack of knowledge about anything. This is the Madhouse Podcast. <laughs> Relaxed Fit Tuesday. Um, we we discussed uh, misspellings on the Stanley Cup, which apparently only recently did they start actually correcting them, which is kind of interesting to me. What's so a pain in the ass to fix. I, I can imagine <laughs> so. So we looked up what the name was on the Stanley Cup that is actually X'd out. It is still on the cup because the ring has not been removed yet. When the Edmonton Oilers won the Stanley Cup in 1984, Peter Pocklington, the owner of the team, put the name of his father, Basil, on the cup. When the NHL learned that he had done that, they X'd it out. So there are 16 X's on the Stanley Cup where that name was. I like the name Basil. Cool that name. is some vindictive stuff, man. The NHL was like, hey, you jerk. How dare you do this thing? So, yep, it gone. That's cool. I also did enjoy the fact that they misspelled Adam Deadmarsh as Adam Deadmarsh. That's a that's an excellent one. Yes. By the way, the first thing ever corrected on the Stanley Cup, according to the NHL. They actually corrected it, and this is the first time they'd ever done that. I also enjoyed the fact that they replaced the O's in Boston with Q's. I don't understand how the heck you do that. The Toronto Maple Leafs, they what spelled year, wait, Leafs wait, with two E's. What year was that with the Bruins? 1972. Well, how, how? I don't understand how you misspell Boston with two Q's. Unless you have some sort of like etching machine and you just type <laughs> no, it in. It's wrong, done but... by hand. Like, I can't even get over that. And then my personal favorite of all of these that I've been reading, Hall of Fame goaltender Jacques Plante won the Stanley Cup five consecutive years. His name is spelled differently every single time. (laughs) That's almost it's almost better that way. It's deliberate. Like, I swear to God, after like the third year, they had to have done it on purpose. Right. Like, come on. How many ways can you spell Jacques? (laughs) <laughs> um, by the way, Christopher Stieg, not the only Blackhawk that's had his name misspelled on the Stanley Cup. I did see this one. This one's also funny. Pete Palangio, his name, when the Blackhawks won the Stanley Cup in 1938, his name appeared on it twice, and one of the times it was spelled wrong. Wow. That's how I don't get how this happens. I don't either. All I know is that you would have to go to the Hockey Hall of Fame to see that one because yes. that ring is on the cup that's kept at the Hockey Hall of Fame. They removed the rings, what is it, every 50 years? Yeah, I believe that's correct. 
So yes, the, his <laughs> the Pete Palangio and Pete Palagio are on a ring that is currently at the Hockey Hall of Fame. If you ever find yourself in Toronto, Speaking the more of the you know. Stanley Cup uh, at the Blackhawks convention, Phil Pritchard was there. The Stanley Cup guy without the cup. Well, there were a bunch of trophies there. So like the a lot of the personal awards were there. Like the Richard was there, and the uh, Hart Trophy. Yeah, yeah. They were all there on display. So he must handle all those too. But he was like in a polo and shorts and like to see him out of the character of the guy in the suit with the white gloves is kind of like, who is, why do I know that guy? Like, who is that? And I noticed that his polo said hockey hall of fame. I'm like, that's Phil Pritchard. Yep. The guy with well, the eighties hair. And Stanley can tell by the hair. But to see that I couldn't place it. Cause so because of the hair, I knew it was someone famous and not mm-hmm. someone like that. I worked with, I was like, I have seen that guy so many times, and then I saw that I'm like, and then I knew immediately Phil Pritchard, the Stanley Cup dude. I don't know, it was cool. Some kid took his picture with him, and uh, that is pretty cool, well, actually. But the dad was like, "Do you know who that was?" After the picture, the kid's like, "No." I'm like, oh, that's the guy who handles the cup. <laughs> oh, okay. So it was I love how funny. honest kids are too. He would have said that to Philip's face too. No, oh, he was right there. He was definitely. By the way, how many shot. L's are in Philip's name? Hmm. Two? You know what? I'm going to give him what, whichever it is. He, it works. He's cool. We, well, he we're just good goes by Phil, so I hope there's not two L's in Phil Pritchard. Mm. Oh, yeah, that would be bizarre, wouldn't it? It'd be Canadian, though. Well, that's like Will Myers only has one L in Will. Like, who the hell does that? I kind of like that, though. It's impressive. No. It's, a, it's a nice change. No. Boo. Boo this man. Uh, Phil Pritchard, one L, by the way. Excellent. I okay, good. He, he's cool. We should have him on the po- dude. Do you think he would come on the podcast? Yeah, I do. Uh, we need to have him on the podcast. I will. Man. This would probably be a good time to ask too, like off season before. Actually, he's, he's pretty free until April, probably. I would assume. Um, Most likely, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's let's get to these. Uh, so the NHL has not yet released the top twenty defensemen, but they at least released a list of twenty five names that could be on the list. So here, this is how they say it in this question. Who is the top defenseman in the NHL right now? Slater Cuckoo. So if they're saying, (laughs) that's a given, besides him, and Philip Holm. um, By the the way, I appeared on, I was on WLS uh, radio the other day. Listening to David Hochberg try to say Slater Cuckoo was really funny. I enjoyed it. What did he say? About every variation of it that wasn't, if he was a Stanley Cup engraver, he would have been doing Jacques Plant five different ways. Do you call him like Keelcock, Keelcock? I believe he used Keelcock, yeah. Can you say that on radio? Uh, he did. I don't know if he got in trouble for it. Not my problem. I'm I had a lot he... of fun talking to him and Judy Pilak. It was a good time. He's an interesting dude. He took us to a, ni- a really nice guy. He took us to uh, the suite for a Hawks game uh, late in the season. Very nice Ooh, guy. It's Nice. But did he tell you that I gave you his, gave him your number? Oh, so this is how this is gonna be, huh? I'm just James I'm asking Zulowski you. Couldn't appear on the show, so he was like, "Hey, I got a guy that can be your uh, backup here. You know, you just go talk to uh, James Nabeau. Yeah, yes, Jay. We know you're Mister Kingmaker. That's not what I'm doing. I just want to know if he told you or not. He did. Yeah. All right. Good. I would have killed him otherwise. I I need all credit for everything. All right. You need all credit. You need all (laughs) adulation. All hail the Homewood hottie. Thank you. It's about time someone damn said it. All right. So here's the 
in their question, who is the top defenseman in the NHL right now? I'm gonna. Why don't you answer that question for me? Why don't you tell me who you think James Naveau is the best defenseman in hockey right now? Oh, aside man. from Slater Cuckoo. Well, yeah, I mean, just that the, my the love that I have for him. Oh, that's a really tough question because there's probably like two or three guys that I like really, really like. Like, I really like Victor Hedman. I really do. I think Hedman's He's awesome. Him or Brent Burns is my choice, I think. <sighs> yeah, Brent Burns is my number, probably my number two. I also really do like Mark Giordano for Calgary. Okay, all right. So he's on there, too. So here's what they have in their top 25 that they knew. And these are not ranked. These are just yes. names they put on the screen to choose from. Alex Petrangelo, Brent Burns, Charlie McAvoy, Colton Pareko, Drew Doughty, Dustin Bufflin, Eric Carlson, Jacob Slavin, Jacob Truba, John Carlson, John Klingberg, Crystal Tang, Mark Giordano, Miro Heiskanen, Morgan Riley, P.K. Subban, Rasmus Dahlin, Roman Yossi, Ryan Suter, Seth Jones, Thomas Shabbat, Tori Krug, Tyson Berry, Victor Hedman, and Zach Wierenski. Those are the Tyson 25. Barry has no business on this list. No, he does not. Brian Suter has no business on this list. No. Again, is it right now or not? <sighs> you said right now. There's yeah. no way Tyson Berry or Ryan Suter are top 25 right now. No. No. Stop. No. Stop doing this. And I'm not saying that any Hawks deserve to be here. Hell no. But how is Oliver Ekman Larson not on this list? Yeah. I, that's my guy. I know I'm biased, but like, I don't know. It, it's silliness. Do, do you think like, does Duncan Keith have an argument anymore? Now no. this is again, this is 25 names. So is Duncan Keith, who was probably the best je- defenseman of his generation. Is he still a top 25 guy? <sighs> I got I still say no. Would you take like him he's... over? Uh, Ryan Suter right now? Yeah, I think I would take him over Ryan Suter. Tyson Berry? Probably not, no. I don't know. It's, I know it's... I know. I just like sat here and belittled Tyson Berry, but I also am realistic about what Duncan Keith gives you. Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not super pissed about this one, but I think he's right there. I think he's right yeah. sort of, I think, top 30 for Duncan okay, Keith. Okay, so I'm, I'm really torn on one, and I'm kind of wanting to know your opinion. Chris Letang? Is he still top 20 to you? He had a good year last year. Yeah, he did. Like a bounce back year. Yeah, certainly after the couple of years he had had before and that. And he's, he's been hurt more than anything. That's been more of his problem. Well, that's the same thing we said off air about Dustin Bufflin. He only appeared, I think, in like half the Jets games last season. I think the year before that missed like 15 games. So last year, 65 games, he had 56 points. The year before, 79 games, 51 points. Um, so a much better year, you know, last season than two seasons ago, even though he played more games. Um, I don't know. I, I could see it. it. It is mostly offense from him. Yeah. But I think he's still a top 25 for sure. All right. I, I have a fun exercise here that I kind of want to do with you just to see how well you know the NHL stat sheet, so to speak. All right. Can you name me the top five scoring defensemen from last season in terms of points? Oh, I mean, off the top of my head, probably not. Um, I'm going to assume Eric Carlson was there. He was not. Wow. Brent Burns? 
Brent Burns was number one. He had 83 points last season. Um, Giordano had a huge year. Number two, had 74 points. Um, did Tori Krug put up huge numbers? Uh, Tori Krug had a very strong season, 53 points, was number 12 in the NHL. I Among defense, Eric Gustafson's there, isn't he? Number six. He had 60 points last season, just missed the top five. The reason I asked you this question was mainly because of number five, and I can't get over it. All right, what is it? Keith Yandel had 62 points last season. Really? Yeah. He also appeared in all 82 of uh, Florida's games. That's crazy. I, I know. I had no That's idea. What I'm saying. And then, oh, by the way, I guess who number seven is. It's Tyson Berry, the guy that we both just buried. No. <laughs> oh, nice <laughs> play on words. Way to go. You know what? It was, it was unintentional. I still don't think he's a top 20 defense. I don't believe There, you. I said it. Uh, Yeah. How are you a minus three on Colorado? God, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is a difficult thing to accomplish. That's true. But, uh. So I was yeah. entertained by the fact that Drew Doughty was a minus 34 last season. That I enjoyed team that. Sucked butt. That team was terrible. Um, I don't know. I, I think Barry's another guy whose reputation has always been more than he deserved it to be. It's like, hey, when this guy really meets his prime, he's going to be great. And they've been saying that for 10 years. It feels yeah. like. Does it? I mean, obviously not 10, but it's just, I don't know. It, it's just. I've never been super impressed with the guy. I when he's with Colorado, we see him play all the time, and he never really stands out to me as a de- offensively. He can put the he can score. There's no doubt about that. But I don't yeah. see him as a guy you have to like really prepare for. If that makes any sense, it makes a little bit of sense. I can get behind that. Now, he, the, by the way, another fun fact about Keith Yandel scoring 62 points, still a minus 17 somehow. Oof. Uh, worst plus minus in the NHL last season belonged to Rasmus Ristolainen from the Buffalo Sabres was a minus 41. Is that good? That is just putrid. I always get that guy in NHL uh, hockey ultimate team. Like whenever I open my first pack of the year, I'm all excited. Like who am I going to get? Oh, damn it. This bum again. Again. (sighs) He looks the part though. He's like this giant European towering defenseman who looks like he should be great and he's not he's just not he's just not very good um boy so any like i definitely can see i don't see a lot of guys on the list honestly for the top 25 that like i just say no you have no business being up there like i i feel like it's relatively good yeah it's fine. i would argue that it's better than forwards how is eric Gustafson not on there like the, the wingers especially it's just like uh how is Eric Gustafson not on there? The number six scoring defenseman in the league. Probably because he can't play defense, oh, but I'm right. just spitballing here. <laughs> is that is that a requirement for defensemen? I, I had... it, it almost is in the name. Like, I don't know. Mm. I kind of think it is. Interesting. Still think they should give him a shot at forward. Just saying. That's your. That's the hill you're going to die on, man. That that actually might be a hill I'm like actually considering dying on well, but okay. you know it's still august Guess i what, still though? have a i have ways to go if you need a spot for adam boquist there's your answer put him at forward make him a defenseman on the power play I'm, adam boquist no no no, no. Gustafson. oh my god i was like jay have no. you taken leave of your no, no, no. senses no i'm just saying if you need a spot for boquist 
Oh, okay. That's I can a, get behind That's that. a way you okay. can open up a, I, a spot. Oh, room. my God. We just about had the biggest argument we've had on this show because I was going to be like, you are a madman. <laughs> you are a dirty son of a... No, that's not true. I'm not that... I may have cussed at you. I don't know. All right. So now um, we have no information at all on the goalies, but do we want to even begin to speculate where uh, the two Blackhawks? I, if you're talking, I wonder if they'll do 20 goalies. I'll let they do top 10. I thought they would do, yeah, 10 or 15. So do you see uh, Crawford or Leonard on there? Crawford, no. Leonard, maybe. Interesting. See, I, I wonder because right now, if you're. Uh, Jeremy Cowton, who is your opening day defenseman or goalie? I have to weigh this very carefully because I'm about to say something that I might regret later. It's Robin Leonard. Okay. He's my starter right now. I, Corey Crawford has to prove to me that he can stay on the ice and that's not like you know, assigning him blame, obviously, for his concussion, that would be a completely moronic thing to do. But there's a reason they gave Robin Leonard over five million bucks. I wonder. Like, I, I would, that, that I, is expensive insurance policy. I'd love to know if you could place a bet in Vegas for who would who gets more starts. Crawford you know, like get Joe Ostrowski out there. I'm sure he'd find you a book. He'll make it for us, right? Sure. He can set a prop for us. All right, well, I'm going to say if they do 20, they're both there. If they yeah. do 15, just based on the way these lists have gone, I think Leonard's there and Crawford's not too. I Honestly, Jay, I don't know if I agree with you that Crawford would be in the top 20. Last year was tough. It's really hard to judge based yeah, on... Yeah, but he also missed significant time the year before that too. No, I know, but I'm just saying like... I test statistically whatever. Last year the D was He's never gotten the respect that he should in NHL circles though. Let's not kid ourselves. Well, that's what here. I'm saying. That's why I think that that's why I think I don't that, think he'd be in the top 20. I uh, yeah, I'd struggle I mean, to find 20 goalies better than Crawford. 20, I could make an argument, but NHL wise, I don't know. No, I think Leonard is on I I would put Leonard if they make a list, I would put him if it's even top 10, I'll bet Leonard's on there. I'll bet they have him at 9 or 10. I think they'd have him at 10. I think they would definitely put him like just at like the very end of the list if it's 10. I don't know if I could find – I don't care how uh, you know, adamant you are. I don't think you'd find me 19 goalies better than Corey Crawford. No, to me – again, I'm not saying that's from my perspective. I'm saying that from the perspective of a league that doesn't think Jonathan Taves is a top 20 center. <sighs> that's true. That's true, and, and like you just mentioned, Crawford has never gotten respect even when he was among the top two, three, or four goalies in the league. He's missed significant time the last two years. Yeah. Well, it's tough. I, I, I'm I'm curious to see, and we'll get into it next week when those two lists are announced for sure, but um, I think Leonard's on it top 10, top 15, top 20. I think Leonard's there. Yeah. I really do. I think that his stock is very high right now, and I, I while you mentioned that yeah, it's a hefty price to pay for insurance. I'm also surprised he only got one year and only got $5 million based oh, for on, sure, yeah. Based on what he showed. So, I don't know. It's going to be really interesting. Um, you want to get to the email of the show here before we wrap this up? Yeah, we haven't done an email of the show in a while, it feels like. We haven't. Let's do one right now. All right. 
Email the guys at madhousepod at gmail.com or follow them on Twitter at madhousepod. Email the show, as always, is brought to you by our friends at Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe with locations in Burbank and Darien. Visit chuckscafe.com. We talk about Chuck's all the time. We have people on our Twitter going to Chuck's all the time. If you go to any of these places, Triple Threat, Rabid, Marishka's, Chuck's, send us a picture. Let us know you're going there at Madhouse Pod on Twitter. We'll retweet you. We'll get you some credibility, and it makes us look good in the eyes of our sponsors. So make sure you do that. But Chuck's, what can I say about Chuck's? Everything there is fantastic. Great Mexican food, great barbecue, great Cajun food, great tavern food. Whatever you're in the mood for, Chuck's has it. I say this every episode, but you can bring everyone in your life to Chuck's, and they're all going to find something they like. There's something there for everybody. If you're not hungry, go there for the 125-plus beers they have available. Go there for the trivia nights. Go there for all the events they have. Chuck's is a great community place, whether you're in Burbank or Darien. You're going to find something you like food-wise, beer-wise, entertainment-wise, cocktail-wise at Chuck's. You're going to love it. So chuckscafe.com, Burbank, Darien, visit them. And uh, James, you mentioned we haven't done an email of the show in a while and this is kind of a technicality email of the show. Spike oh. T, our guy, uh, our guy, emailed us a story about Joe Murphy. Um, and I know a lot of our listeners saw the story from last summer on TSN where uh, the Trevor, former NHL goalie Trevor Kidd was trying to help former Blackhawk Joe Murphy, who was homeless and was dealing with some uh, it, mental issues. Uh, well, Following up the story, uh, Joe Murphy is once again homeless and does not want the help of the NHL Players Association. And as we talked about earlier in the show, the impact Robin Leonard has had on shining a light on mental illness and mental health issues, to see this story, um, man, it's brutal. Joe Murphy uh, had a lot of really big moments with the Blackhawks, and he had a good NHL career. But they're talking about, obviously, some effects from concussions. If you saw the story last year, he pinpointed to one specific hit he took. Um, they're speculating he could be using crystal meth. It's just Jesus. it's just 51 years old. Uh, man, it's just, it's just brutal. And I hope that someone can talk sense into Joe Murphy because I'm just really concerned that the next time we see Joe Murphy in the headlines... It's going to be an obituary, and I hope that's not the case. Yeah, I, I have to echo your sentiments. Obviously, we, you know, we we have a lot of fun like talking about this game, and a lot of the guys that play it, you know, they obviously go on to live like healthy and productive lives after they're done playing hockey. But there is just there's, it's always a struggle, I think, to kind of come to grips with. You know, the issues that surround mental health, especially in this country and other countries where it just isn't it's not funded enough like the, you know, fight to kind of help people that have these issues. And it's just it's really sad to see these kinds of stories. And I really do hope that one day he is finally able to at least accept the help that others are offering him, because like you said, it could just end up being a really uh it could be a really sad ending to a story that, you know, we all hope obviously turns out for the positive. So this is from the Yahoo story on uh, Joe Murphy. Um, he has received offers of help from many places, most of which he has spurned. 
The interaction with police was to get him the mental health attention he needed. Uh, he has a $1,000 monthly pension, but it doesn't last long. This is a quote from Murphy. I'm out of it now. I go through it pretty quick at the start of the month if I'm partying or doing something and medications are coming in and he laughs, it's gone. Um, in September, Glenn Healy, executive director of the NHL Alumni Association, and Adam Graves, a New York Rangers star who played with Murphy in Detroit, got him an apartment in Kenora. He insisted it was going to, quote, end in failure and left after a few months. It's just so sad. And, uh, yeah. man, I hope that I don't know who it's who it will be uh, or or what the word, the magic words will be for Joe Murphy to get the help he needs. But uh, it's just terribly sad. And look, the evidence is there. The science is there that these blows to the head have long-term effects on these athletes. And, um, you know, look at what Daniel Carcillo is trying to shine a light on. I know that, like, some people are tiring of it because Carcillo is so relentless. But You can't get tired of it, You can't. That's that's, that's so dangerous. There's a reason that it's still brought up so often. That's because it's still an issue that this league and – sports in general have to do a much better job of dealing with yeah and and this league especially with the denials and the it's really you know we love the game of hockey but sometimes the people that run it make us sick and this is one of those stories where and look joe murphy is partly to blame here too don't get me wrong it's not the nhl's job to literally capture joe murphy and lock him up and make him better he's got to be willing to get the help too but just in general the league's stance on the mental health aspects has been disappointing and it needs to get better. And while we really left the show on a bummer today. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's honestly like, it's just kind of an injection of realism. It's uh, part of the uh, cost of uh, business, I guess, in the NHL. And obviously I certainly would not uh, call myself an expert on mental health by any stretch, but again, would echo my sentiments that I really hope that Joe gets the help that he deserves and needs. Yeah, I agree. Uh, by the way, uh, it's awkwardly shifting topics because there's really not much more to say. Just let's just hope Joe Murphy can work his way out of this. On our Twitter page, at uh, MadhousePod, we have a survey up about a potential trip to Rockford to see the Ice Hogs play. Uh, the more people that fill out that survey, the more we can hone this event to be just what you guys want and we can get more people to come. So make sure you check out that survey and fill it out. Um, we're definitely going to do an outing in Rockford next season. It's going to happen. I've already been in contact with their ticket people, so we're going to work out a group plan and get a bunch of people together to go. What we don't want is a bunch of people buying tickets and then last minute saying, like, yeah, I don't want to drive out there, and then having no one show up. We want people to come. So it's the balance of what is a good value Right. But the problem is, if it's too good of a value, it's really easy for people to talk themselves out of it. Like if the ticket's five bucks or ten bucks, you're like, eh, I'll eat the ten bucks to not have to drive to Rockford. Right. Mm. So we need to find that balance of what's going to make you want to go, even if maybe the mood is not exactly there at that moment. So we want to get as many people out to these things as we can. So fill out that survey. It's on our Twitter uh, at Madhouse Pod. And of course, Going to wrap things up now, though. Want to thank our sponsors, Triple Threat Sports. For all your team outfitting needs, call Chris, 708-478-6090. Marishka's in Crest Hill, family-owned and operated since 1933. Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe, with locations in Burbank and Darien. Visit chuckscafe.com. 
Rabid Brewing, the time has come for you to drink mythological craft ales. Visit the Southland legend Rabid Brewing in Homewood, Illinois, and you may have noticed our new music beds and open beds. Uh, James, I don't know if you've heard them yet. No, um, I haven't. Yeah, you have not heard them yet. We used them in the one where we had the interviews uh, from the convention. Uh, I was very afraid of getting sued by Marilyn Manson for using the beautiful people on this podcast for years. So I asked my buddy Greg Henkin, my guitar teacher, to create some beds for us, and he did. Check him out at gregsguitarlessons.com or on Twitter at Greg's GTR Lessons. He's the best. He will make you a better guitar player guaranteed so go visit greg and go take some guitar lessons you can do them via skype you can do them in person whatever works for you tell greg the madhouse podcast sent you with that we're gonna wrap things up thanks for listening to this edition of the madhouse chicago hockey podcast Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus, the bulbous walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online, so any small business could be a driving force to create change or build an empire. We know old ideas aren't cutting it anymore, so we're calling for a new generation of thinking, your way of thinking. So whatever you have in mind that will help make a different future, find everything you need to get started at GoDaddy.com. Because the future isn't decided yet. It's up to us to make it happen. Start different at GoDaddy.com.